0: Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Amen. Praise the Lord, and hello, everyone. Hello to all of our online church family. Boy, do we miss you. We miss you so much. And we're praying and believing God for the time when we're gonna get together. We'll be talking about that uh, in the weeks ahead. Um, But in the meantime, it's so good that we can really connect online and worship the Lord together and pray together and learn from the Word of God. Now, this morning, I read the Psalm that said, give thanks to the Lord Why? Because his love endures forever. And I want to give thanks to the Lord. We've been worshiping God, but now we're going to take an offering. And I want to encourage you, give thanks to the Lord. Every time you go to give an offering to God, do it with a cheerful heart. Do it with a thankful heart. Think about how good he has been. And the reason, the reason that we really, really give thanks is because... His love endures forever. Aren't you thankful that God's love never gives up on you? Aren't you thankful that He keeps reaching and He keeps caring and He keeps protecting and providing? Let that spirit rise up to God. If you're in difficult times, I want to encourage you, even in difficult times, don't stop giving to the Lord. Give to Him an offering of love And of appreciation and of trust and dependence that says Lord I've had my back against the wall so many times and you always come through because your love endures forever so come on let's pray right now with great faith and with with great Thanksgiving let's say thank you God there's a verse in the Old Testament that says God has been like Ebenezer thus far it means that thus far God has helped us and strengthened us. And so come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you that you have provided for us for many, many years, and you are helping us. You're helping us through the COVID uh, crisis, Lord God, and through all of the hardships and the difficulties. And God, we thank you because you keep on providing. We thank you because you're gonna continue to take care of our children. You're going to continue to bless us, God. We're going to come out of this closer to you, stronger. You cause all things to work together for our good. And so, Lord, right now, we give you an offering. An offering of love, an offering of praise and thanksgiving that says, Lord, we give you all the credit for all of the different ways that you provide and care for us. Thank you for your love that endures forever. Now take this simple offering, bless it, multiply it. Father, in the last couple of weeks, we've heard so many praise reports of you touching people and and coming through for people. And Lord, I'm sure that right now someone needs a breakthrough moment. Someone needs a supernatural deliverance and provision, and all of your people around the globe, Lord, we pray together and we agree that you are releasing your power right now. You're releasing your resources and your grace, and you're directing them towards hearts, towards homes, towards situations and circumstances, and you're meeting needs, and you're doing exceedingly and abundantly beyond. And so we thank you. We love you. Lord, we bless you from the bottom of our hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said amen and amen. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Okay, so now we're continuing on the What's Your Vibe series. And I've been so excited to hear the way the body of Christ is responding to this and so excited to hear that we're really thinking about what what our vibe is what is what are we giving off uh, so we start every message by describing what we mean by vibe and your vibe is a person's emotional state as communicated to others the atmosphere created by the disposition of our being our being creates Uh, impacts the atmosphere. And we want to be people who are giving off the vibe that flows and grows from the Holy Spirit as opposed to the vibe of the flesh. I've had a number of people say that in their house. They're saying, okay, vibe check. And I saw a t-shirt in a window the other day that said, good vibes only. How about putting that sign in our house? Amen. Only good vibes. So today we're talking about the second cluster of vibes. And um, last week we, when we read Galatians chapter five, we talked about the fact that they, there are nine fruits of the spirit. We're calling them the nine vibes of the spirit, and they are broken up into clusters. The first three are for us as individuals. And I want to go ahead and read this now. The Bible says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. This is fruit for our own hearts. This is for us as individual. And I want to, uh, by the way, I have a lot to say today, and I want to go really slow. And it's important that we really pay attention And then even go on the app, read the verses, and take this um, truth in because it's vitally important to your life and to your walk with God and to your vibe. Amen. And so the first three are for us as individuals, and it's important that we let the Lord, the Holy Spirit, grow love and joy and peace in us because of the next two clusters. So watch. So it's love, joy, peace. Everybody say, that's for me. And then it's patience, kindness, goodness. Now this cluster is fruit for our relationships. These are the vibes that we need to have really healthy and blessed relationships. And then there's faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and this is fruit for our personal battles. God, the Holy Spirit, and his wisdom, he covers everything that we need by growing inside of us what we need. Now, let me say this. If you don't start to grow the first three, it's hard to grow the rest of them. Because remember, there's this emptiness. There's this, you're you're lacking peace and contentment. We need the Holy Spirit to grow love, joy, peace inside of us so that when we relate to people, the joy of the Lord is our strength. The calm of God is what is enabling us to relate to people even though they are imperfect. So I want to pray that God would build Okay, that God would build love, joy, peace. And then we're moving on to patience today. But God wants to do something powerful. Can I tell you, I believe that even though we find ourselves in one of the most difficult seasons that I've ever experienced, in my lifetime, this is one of the most difficult seasons I've ever seen. And yet, this is a powerful opportunity for us to really get closer to the Lord, for us to experience how powerful the nearness of God can really be in the life of a believer. How good it is to know Jesus, to walk with Jesus, and to have him grow the fruit, the vibes of the Spirit in us and then through us. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this time. God, I thank you for all of my brothers and sisters, no matter where they find themselves today. Lord, what is so good to know is that wherever they are, that's where you are. Because we have Christ in us, the hope of glory. Because you, you Lord, are the friend that sits closer than a brother. And so, Lord, I just ask that you would bless this message. God, I ask that you would bless this series to your people. God, that by your powerful word, by your powerful spirit, that you would make us more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Able to conquer the times, able to conquer the hardships and the difficulties. Greater is he that is in us. Then he that is in the world, Father, and all else that's in this world. Thank you, Lord, that you are in charge of our vibe. So bless, Lord, this message. Bless, oh God, our focus on the vibe of patience today in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said amen and amen. So the title of today's message is The Vibe of Patience. Patience is one of those words that we love so much. (laughs) Don't we love to use the word patience? Well, patience is the first vibe that we need in order to have good, healthy, and blessed relationships. And brothers and sisters, can I say something to you? How you treat people is important you know, what your relationships are like is important to God. And what your relationships are like and how you treat people um, really reflects how you're doing in God. And so relationships are a big deal. No man is supposed to be an island. There's a lie that says we're supposed to isolate ourselves and remove ourselves But in order to have good relationships, we need the vibe of patience. And so um, let me go into the text that actually breaks down patience. And this is a a huge passage of scripture that I want you to pay very careful attention to. And then I'm going to give you the definition and the vibe. So James chapter 5 says this. Be patient, then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. Okay? So from now until the time we see Jesus, we need to learn and allow the Holy Spirit to grow patience in us. Be patient, then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Second time, Jesus is coming back. Hallelujah. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged, and the judge is standing at the door. Third time, Jesus is coming back soon. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke. In the name of the Lord. This is important, brothers and sisters, because other people have already set the example. You can look at everything that's happening in our time, in history, every type of unrest and hardship, and there have already been people who have set the example, and now it's our turn to set the example. Now he says, as you know... We count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance. You want to talk about someone who, who went through hardship and have, have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Hallelujah. Amen. So today we're talking about the vibe of patience. And what is patience? Here's the definition Patience is the grace and faith perspective. Okay, so remember, I got a lot of very important things to say. First thing, patience is not just a grace. Grace is God doing for you what you can't do for yourself. Patience is not just something that the Holy Spirit does in you so that it can manifest into your relationships, but patience is also a perspective When the Holy Spirit works patience in you, the Holy Spirit is actually giving you a faith perspective, so watch. Patience is the grace and faith perspective that enables us to suffer hardship without seeking revenge. It's the virtue of enduring injustice, suffering, and mistreatment, okay, You want to talk about something speaking to our times? It's the virtue of enduring injustice, suffering, and mistreatment while believing God will make all things right. Jesus is coming soon, and he'll make all things right. I'm going to talk about that in a few moments. Its opposite is threefold. Resentment, grumbling, and avoidance. So this is a mouthful, this is a challenge. I want you to drink this in, okay? Even the definition is something that you can begin to pray over after the message is done. In the rest of the day, I want you to drink this in because we need God to grow this, but we also need God's faith perspective. There's a a perspective that we need to get from God. And here's what the vibe of patience uh, uh, says when you walk into the room. The vibe of patience says, I'm able to wait for the best from God and, everybody say and, and from people who are in process. I'm able to wait for God's best. I will patiently wait for God's best for my life. And I'm also able to patiently wait for God to even work in other people, because guess what? All people are really in process. And you know why this is important? It's because we're in process, and we need people to be patient with us. Amen? So there's, this is a huge perspective on how does God see people, okay? Now, I really want to unpack this, but I need to say two things about patience. First of all, I remember being a young believer and someone saying never pray for patience because if you pray for patience, God's going to give you trials, okay, um, because trials uh, create patience. Well, not, that's not exactly clear or correct. God will use a trial, okay, to give you the opportunity to grow patience, but trials don't grow patience, okay? Okay. A lot of people go through trials in the flesh. Only the Holy Spirit, as we submit to the Holy Spirit, as we yield to the Holy Spirit, only the Holy Spirit can grow patience in us. Patience, the the, the next three virtues are the virtues that make us like God. Patience is a God-like perspective. And so, very, very important Don't be afraid of patience. It's not a drudgery. Patience is something that God can grow in you to make you like him. Amen? Here's the other thing. Piece of advice for everyone that's listening. Do yourself a favor and do all of the people in your life a favor. And don't be a patience doctor. Some people walk around with a prescription pad and they love to prescribe patience to other people. People are, they're doing this or so they're doing that and they say, you know what? You need a prescription of patience. You need patience. You need patience. You know what? Stop, okay? Don't be prescribing patience because many times the people who prescribe patience the most are the people who provoke impatience in people the most. Okay, So instead of focusing on why everyone is impatient, how about we focus on ourselves? It's the flesh to be pointing out impatience in other people. Today is a message where we focus on me. You know, over the years, it's kind of been funny. When you preach, you see all sorts of things while you're preaching. And uh, over the years, it's kind of funny to make a point and to watch a spouse like a wife go like this to their husband, like I told you, right? None of that today. Today, we're saying, Lord, speak to me, and there's only me that's being spoken to. Amen? So no patience, doctors. We're going to let the Holy Spirit, we're going to listen for ourselves. So okay, let's get back to this. As I mentioned earlier, patience is a grace and a faith perspective. Now, this faith perspective reminds me of, um, of a Japanese concept that was born in the 15th century. There was an emperor who had a vase, and you know that there are beautiful vases that are, uh, are made in Asia. And his vase broke, and they used to throw out broken vases. And he said, I don't want to throw out my broken vase. Could, could we fix this? I love this. I love this bowl, perhaps. And so what they did is they glued it back together. And when they glued it back together, in order to make it beautiful, they actually painted the glue gold. And it actually became this powerful concept, this powerful perspective. Kin, the word is kintsugi. Kintsugi. Everybody say kintsugi. See, you've been learning Japanese today, right? And here's it's two words kint is gold, sugi is fixing. Okay? And, and, and the concept means this it means that, that we don't throw out broken things, actually, broken things can be made beautiful. And for the Christian, God gives us a spiritual kind of kintsugi perspective. That when we're dealing with people, even people that really try our patience, we recognize that God could take their brokenness and put the gold of his character into their lives and make them beautiful. And you know what? As we we believe God to, to help the brokenness and to mend the brokenness in the people around us, as we wait and say, you know what? They're in process. They didn't treat me right today, but they're in process. And I'm believing God to make them beautiful. Guess what? Then other people can exercise that toward us. Because nobody's perfect. And aren't you thankful that when we break, when we break things, when we break our lives, when we jack everything up, aren't you thankful that God doesn't throw us out? Aren't you thankful that he doesn't say, you know what, Al Toledo? You are like a broken uh, 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 piece of pottery. And guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to throw you out. Aren't you thankful that God doesn't throw us out? You know why? It's because he's patient. And God knows that he can pour the gold of his character into our lives and put us back together. I want you to think about that for a moment. I want you to think about that in regards to the people in your life. Today is a day that we need to think about the conflicts that we have with people. You need to think about your relationships and maybe you're estranged from someone. Maybe there's a battle going on in your marriage or maybe there's something going on with your children or maybe with a brother or a sister or, 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 or a co-worker. God wants us to have the faith perspective that says God loves to repair broken things. And the way he does it is he pours in the gold of his character. And hallelujah, may he do that. May he, may he grow each and every one of us into his image. You know, when God speaks to one of the churches in Revelation, he literally says to them, buy gold from me. And that gold represents the character of God. And we can get out of the flesh and we could be filled with the character of the Holy Spirit. And what patience does is patience helps us to see people that way. Amen. Everybody say, Lord, thank you for seeing my brokenness as something that you can make beautiful. Amen. All right, now that we've kind of laid this out, let me talk about the three faith perspectives very quickly that this particular text that I read out of James really highlights for us because it's a faith perspective. Now, the first one is this. Patience has the perspective that waits for what's valuable. Okay? James chapter 5, it says in verse 7, if you go back to it, it says, Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until Until the Lord's coming, see how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop. Everyone say, valuable crop. See, patience is the faith perspective that says, I will wait for God's best. That's the vibe. You know, I'm not gonna give in to the cheap offerings of the world, the cheap offerings of the devil. I will wait for God's best. The the, the spiritual godly farmer says, I'm going to sow good seed. And if I sow that good seed, I'm going to wait for God to grow something valuable. So here's the way Galatians uh, uh, puts it. Galatians 6, 9 says this. It says, let us not become weary in doing good. Okay? When it's talking about Uh, About doing good. It's actually about sowing good seed. Look, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Everybody say, Lord, I believe I will reap. Yes, when you do good, when you do right, when you do it God's way, when you don't do it the, day of the way of the world, when you don't give in to the flesh, when you don't give in to your impulses and, and, and cheap, cheap desires, when you say, no, I'm waiting for God's best, the Bible promises that we're going to reap something valuable. Brothers and sisters, his reward is near. His reward is oh so near. Because our God is a faithful God. His love endures forever. Amen? And so it's important that we we say, Lord, today I recognize that I don't need everything right now. I can wait for you. I can wait for your best. Knowing that I'm going to reap that reward. You know, when we first started um, the Chicago Tabernacle, and the first couple years were really tough sledding, as they say, and I had a man of God, his name was Paul Martin, come. And he was in the meeting, and he had a faith perspective. And, he, and he, he said to me, Al, this is good. God is blessing things. I feel the blessing of God here. You know, be patient, be patient. And he told me this, this he gave me this example of the bamboo tree. And he said, he said I believe that this is going to be just like the bamboo tree. So here's the thing about the bamboo tree. After sowing seed in the ground and watering it, this is the way the bamboo tree grows. Year one, no growth. Year two, no growth. Year three, guess what? No growth. Year four, no growth. Man, you really gotta wait if you're farming bamboo. But year five comes. And brothers and sisters, Year five, when that hits, a bamboo tree can grow up to 90 feet in one week. And see, God is able. We wait upon him. We wait upon him. And then there's an explosion of the blessing of God. I've seen God do this in so many people's lives. They're waiting on God. They're waiting for the right person. They're waiting for the right job. They're waiting for the right situation. And they're saying, you know what? I'm going to do this God's way. I'm going to stick with the last word that God gave me. God told me to be here. God told me to do it and live this way. And I'm waiting on the Lord. And then the day comes that, bam, there's like an explosion of blessing upon their lives. Because let me tell you something. His reward is near. Wait patiently for what's valuable because he'll pour it upon your lives. How many would say amen to that? So don't give up on the bamboo tree in year four. Some of you, you're so close. Hang on to the Lord. Hang on to the promise of God. Hang on to the goodness and the faithfulness of God. His love endures forever. He will not let you down. Amen? Here's the second faith perspective that patience gives us, that the Holy Spirit gives us as he grows patience. Secondly, patience waits for the Lord to make things right. Patience waits for the Lord to make things right. Verse uh, eight says, you too be patient and stand firm. Everybody say stand firm, okay? Okay you to be patient and stand stand firm because the Lord's uh, coming is near. And this is a very important faith perspective for our times because there's lots of injustice, there's lots of hardship, there's lots of difficulty right now, but don't lose the character of God in your responses. Sometimes we have to endure suffering. Sometimes we have to endure hardship. And yes, we can do things, but don't do anything that will cause you to compromise your witness or compromise the character of God. You see, because patience says, you can be wicked to me, but I will not repay evil for evil. Think about how much evil for evil is dominating the landscape of our country right now. People are angry, so they want to give back evil. That's not the Christian way. That's not the Jesus way. The Jesus way says, we will, by the grace of God, we're gonna overcome. By the grace of God, he's gonna come back, and he's gonna make all things right. And listen, Here's the thing about the Lord. The Lord is in the suddenly business. The Lord, sometimes people are stiff-necked. Sometimes people are rebellious. Sometimes people are wicked and they look like they're prospering. But then there's the suddenly. And the Lord is able to deal. The Lord will make. How many know when Jesus comes back? Listen to this. When Jesus comes back, every dictator will answer. Every wicked dictator will answer to God. Every abusive bully, every leader that participated in abuses of power that didn't repent, okay, and that didn't make things right, everyone will answer to God. There will be a very serious and sober judicious process that will be executed by Jesus Christ himself. And he will make things right. And so the key is to stand firm. I love how First Peter uh, 3.22 is put in the message. Listen to this. Jesus has the last word on everything and everyone. From angels to armies, he's standing right alongside God. And what he says goes. Everybody say, Jesus has the last word. And brothers and sisters, Jesus will have the last word on these days. And so listen, stand firm. Do not give in to the temptation to repay evil for evil. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord, and let's wait for him. Let's wait. Listen to what Ralph Waldo uh, Emerson once said. I think this is good. He said, a man is a hero not because he's braver than anyone else but because he is brave for 10 minutes longer see he waits and he says lord this is not right this is not this is not cool lord lord i am really hurt right now lord i am bruised i'm wounded my soul is crushed by what has happened But Lord, I'm not going to lose my godliness. I'm going to say, you'll make things right. You're able by your mighty power. I know that this is heavy stuff, but can I tell you something? The Spirit is able to grow it in us and help us to see people and to see our, our circumstances and our situations just like God. It's like a spiritual Kintsugi. amen and then here's the last thing as the musicians come uh, and this one uh, man sometimes when you're preaching and you get you get a point you're like, Ugh. <laughs> you're like oh snap Lord, you know I want somebody else to preach this okay so listen here's the last uh um the last faith perspective that patience gives us. Patience waits by refusing to grumble. Now, I know I'm the only person on the planet that grumbles, so. but let's talk about this for a minute, right? It says in James, Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged, and the judge is standing at the door. Notice the, the perspective for each of these verses is Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. Jesus. You know, people don't like to hear about suffering, but suffering is a major part of being a Christian. You know, and we're going to, sometimes we have to suffer long, but we won't suffer too long because Jesus is coming back. We're going to see the goodness of God. We're going we're gonna to experience the paradise of God one day as we wait patiently for him. So we, we refuse to grumble, amen? Now here's what grumbling means. Grumbling means that we groan on the inside, okay? It's a grumbling means there's a groaning that arises from our flesh. Thomas Manton gave us uh, listed four types of grumbling. Um, I'm just gonna read them for my edification. Maybe somebody else might need to get this too, right? So listen. There are complaining groans. And that's when we we become discontent at the providence of God. And by that means you become discontent with the circumstances of life. And you start to grumble against God. Anybody been there? Yes. Okay. We probably should have taken communion today, right? (laughs) So so there are complaining groans where you, you get upset with God. And you're like, why does my life have to be this way? Why does this have to happen? Why does this have to look this way? And patience says, Lord, you're so good. I know that you work all things together for my good. Then there's distrustful groans. Okay, there's a, we become like despondent. We become kind of weak of mind. And we start to become skeptical of the people around us because God hasn't given us what we want. Let me, we're almost done here. We'll be done in a minute. But listen, don't let skepticism get in your spirit. Don't get, don't let cynicism get in your spirit. That's, it's the doorway to bitterness. It's that, it makes you negative when you're always like, well, because God didn't do what I wanted him to do, the way and when he did it, now I'm like, I'm just distrustful of everything and everyone. In the name of Jesus, wash that out, Lord, and grow patience in me. We don't have to distrust the Lord or anyone because God is good and he's standing at the door. Then, two more. Then there's vindictive groans. This is desiring revenge against those who have wronged us. If you are a child of God, I'm telling you right now, ask the Lord to wash out any impulse toward revenge. It's so foreign to the character of Jesus. It's so opposite of his ways, of his heart. Think about our tender loving Savior, who said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Oh, Holy Spirit, flood our homes right now and flood our nation. Flood our country, Lord. And fill us, oh God, with love and joy and peace and patience towards one another instead of being bound up by a spirit of revenge. Almost done. Then there's envious groans. This is begrudging the happiness of those who have suffered less. We're like, you know, why do I have to go through this? And why do they go through so much less? Stop it. God tailor-makes everybody's process. You see? It's tailor-made. You know, God knows what you and I need to be, be formed into the image of Christ. And... And that's a patient process. Sometimes it feels like God is using a hammer and chisel, but I'm telling you, he's carving out something beautiful in your life. And don't worry about what he's doing for other people because you can get to groaning. And Lord, deliver us from groaning, amen. I want to say, just as we get ready to wrap up, I want to, since faith is a perspective, I want to put something out for you that I'm going to call the suffering spectrum, okay? Because it is a perspective. So the Lord gives the grace of patience at every difficulty of life, okay? And the more patience you have, the more you can handle the inconveniences of life. Okay, so on the, quote, the suffering spectrum, a lot of times an inconvenience, which should not feel like suffering, we can respond to it like it's suffering, but it's not suffering, okay? You know, look, brothers and sisters, I don't like putting on a mask, but it's not suffering, okay? It's not suffering. I don't like the mask, but it's not suffering. Okay? And let's face it, it is what it is. We're living in COVID. Are you going to spend your energy on a mask? I heard, I heard there was a group of people got together and they, they met in a church and one person arguing with the other one because the other person won't put on the mask. Stop. It's not suffering. We need the mindset of God. Okay, So there are inconveniences waiting on the line, waiting on, in the drive through <laughs> And the person keeps changing their order and you hear them shouting, no, 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 you know what? If, forget about the chicken nuggets and give me the, give me the Big Mac and, and we're going crazy because we can't wait. Calm down. That's not suffering. It's inconvenience. But then there's real hardship. People lose children. That's hardship. You know, uh, um, um, people experience a divorce. You know, our children get hurt and or there's sickness in a home. People are sick right now. That's real hardship. We need to pray for grace, for the Holy Spirit to pick people up. You know, we prayed um, for a brother's name is Paul and um, he's kind of you know in a wheelchair right now because he had a stroke and uh, you know he's he's incapacitated and i got to talk to him on the phone the other day and i was so inspired by his faith and by his belief that God is going to get me up, God is going to raise me up, and I've been at this, it's been a lot of months, and and uh, um, I don't know why this happened to me, but, but he's waiting upon the Lord, but not with a sour spirit. Real hardship, real difficulty. You know, it is good to look at life through another man's shoes, you know? Because sometimes things are, Difficult for us, but compared to someone else, we can get a a new level, a new faith perspective. This can go all the way to persecution and martyrdom. And I'm not here, I wanna quote a verse to you as we get ready to close. The Bible says, each heart knows its own bitterness. No one can share its joy, I've talked about that. So, I don't know about you, but if you get a bad toothache, Where does that fall? A bad toothache for a long time. Oh my goodness, that feels like serious hardship. You know? But a toothache is not stage four cancer. You know? And I don't know why. Well, actually, I do know why we suffer. We suffer because sin came into the world. But the Lord is coming back. And when he comes back, his reward will be in his hand. His justice. Is coming, is riding with him. And you know what? He will make all things well. We're gonna be in paradise. Brother and sister, if you're suffering today, hold on to Jesus. We're gonna be in paradise. And while we walk through this life, while we walk through this season and this hardship, say, Lord, make me like you, give me the grace and the faith perspective. It's all about believing that our God is a good God. His love endures forever. Surely we will reap a reward. Hallelujah. So listen, lift your hands right now, I wanna pray. But lift your hands right now. And I, I want our hearts, first of all, to go out to anyone that is suffering. I recognize that there are people who are enduring real hardship. They've lost their jobs. They don't know how how they're going to pay their bills. Like they're sick. There's deep brokenness in their uh, relationships at home. People are suffering loss. I want us to pray right now for God's grace and God's comfort to go to those that are suffering. And then we're going to pray for ourselves for the vibe of patience. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up the body of Christ right now. God, I lift up not only everyone in my hearing, but I lift up our brothers and sisters all across the globe that are suffering. Missionaries, Lord Jesus, oh God, as well as brothers and sisters that are just like a, a step away from us. And God, if anyone is suffering, we pray for the comfort of the Holy Ghost right now. We pray for the release, O oh God, of your delivering power. Let this be the day, O oh God, that suffering comes to an end, O oh God. God, by your mighty power, baptize with love and joy and peace today, Lord. Those who have been doing hardship like a good soldier, help, O oh God those that have been suffering and struggling and have experienced great loss may the comfort of heaven overshadow the struggles and the tribulations of this world by your mighty power but lord we say yes to you lord we say we believe in your coming God, we declare we believe in your goodness, and therefore, God, we ask you to make us like you, God. Give us the perspective, oh God, of patience. Thank you that you don't throw away our brokenness, and God, help us not to throw away anyone else's brokenness in our lives. Help us, Lord, to respond with great patience in our homes. Let every home be marked by patience, Let all of our relationships be marked by patience because, Lord, we're going to see your goodness. We're going to see your faithfulness. God, you're going to make all things right. And we can wait, Lord. We wait for your best. We wait for your reward. We wait, oh God, for you to make all things new and beautiful and wonderful in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said allowed amen and amen come on let's praise god hallelujah hallelujah